the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Some of the headlines that jump off the page tell us how the economy is doing, how the economy translates into Wall Street, kind of. It should, right? So we we pay attention to some of these economic data points, not many of them. I try not to get too hard on you on that that content. Um, you don't want to know about a lot of like industrial production numbers and. It gets a little too granular if you're in the industry to try to translate it to people outside the industry. But GDP booms at a 33% rate in the third quarter. 33%? Holy what? What? what, what? We'll get to that in a second. Weekly jobless claims total 751,000 versus 778,000 expected. It took us a while to break under 800,000. And when we did, the markets got a little bit happier. We these numbers are still way too high, still way too high, but they're pandemic high. And when you see cases of COVID at all time highs, seeing the number drop kind of tells you the economy is pushing forward or through. I'm not quite sure I want to make that the claim that I'm saying here, but something positive is happening. Moderna is in the news today. I think we should feel good about this news. Moderna is one of those companies going after the potential coronavirus vaccine, and they've gotten a lot of money thrown at them from world governments. They're prepping for the global launch of its potential coronavirus vaccine. It's already taken in $1.1 million in deposit for governments waiting for potentially life-saving drugs. They've already pulled in $1.1 billion on a promise to deliver. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> so Moderna is publicly traded and they have a slightly different approach on how they go for a potential vaccine. It's typically, it's t- uh, currently calling their vaccine the MRNA-1273. Now again, four things are going wrong with Wall Street right now. It doesn't like that there's election uncertainty. It doesn't like spike in vac- uh, COVID ca- cases. You're you're seeing those are the two probably obvious ones, right? Um, the lack of stimulus is still upsetting, and now you heard France is shutting down hardcore again, and Germany is shutting down everything but restaurants and some school levels. You're like, we're going through this again, and the first time we went through it, we had a massive bear market that lasted like 15 minutes. It's the most famous bear market, and its claim to fame is it came and left quickly. But we went into one fast. 
you see lockdown again. You hear it in the United States again. You hear record cases. Record, like four times as many as we had back in March and April. So when we started to spike, it was nothing then compared to now. And in your head, logically, you jump to, if it's worse now, shouldn't we go into a bear market again? Try not to be that person. Um, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to figure out where levels of support are for you so that you feel a little bit more comfortable. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has support uh, at 26,700, and it also has support at 25,000, where you saw that's where it held before. That's where the Alamo line became. When things were tough, that's where it said, we're not going lower. Now, keep in mind, it went way lower in the bear market. But as it's been retesting, as it's had some new buyers come in to replace some of the old sellers, 26,760 is one level, 25,000 is the second level, two levels of support. S&P 500, um, 3,200, a lot of support. So what I'm telling you is I have cash ready to buy stocks and indexes at those levels or close to them. So that I, I feel like I'm getting a bargain versus paying a premium. Sharp sell-off. Dow lost 934 points yesterday, or 3.4%. The S&P 500 fell 3.5%. The NASDAQ Composite fell 3.7%. And like I said, quadruple, quadruple whammy. Whammy. Every time I say whammy, I think of that game show. I don't know why, but I do. Uh, yesterday was the 10th worst day of the year. I wrote that down as just something to tell you. Yesterday was bad. It was nasty. And you could get a darn t-shirt that said, I survived the 10th worst day of 2020 on the Wall Street. And you'd be like, that was only the 10th worst day? Yeah. See how much you forget. You think, wow, the market's had a great year, all things considered. But they've had a very bad stretch in it. Today we get earnings from Amazon, Apple, Facebook. Um, yesterday, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Alphabet, all got grilled by Congress. That didn't help, in my opinion. But today they're rallying into earnings. Um, no stimulus, no rally. No high COVID cases, no rally. No election, certainly no rally. Lockdowns looming, no rally. So you can do a little song with me. Da, 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 da. No stimulus, no rally. High COVID cases, no rally. No election, certainly no rally. Lockdown's looming. Scary month. Woo! I don't know. It, it, it's almost too obvious is the problem. I don't know if you're with me or against me, but that's how it plays out. Anyhow, uh, let's see if there's any other big stories. Moderna's getting a lot of money to have a vaccine ready. I find that it just sounds like big business, doesn't it? When you line up $1.1 billion in orders is something you don't have, you're like, what is it, an Xbox? No, it's a vaccine. I can't be the only one who's shocked by that. So <clears throat> GDP booms at 33.1% rate. Surge in business and residential investment, along with stronger consumer activity, helped the economy after its worst quarter and second quarter ever. Coming off its worst quarter, the U.S. economy grew its fastest quarter ever. So if you fire, you know, 100 people and then 
nine six months later you hire 100 people you're kind of back to where you were but you kind of see that i think um but if you look at this is the the best thing about it if you look back at the gdp booms and the gdp busts in the united states there's been very 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 few years where we just we stink um, the Great Depression was was the largest, longest period ever of our Christmas product falling. Uh, but we rocked it in World War II, the Roaring Twenties. We rocked it in the 1890s. Um, great inflation, we rocked our GDP except for one year. So when you see that number, just know that it's coming off a horrible number. And therefore, I think, in my opinion, it invalidates it. But you'll see some interpretation of it today of how great of a nation we are, or maybe you'll hear how horrible we are. I don't know. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. Take any call on any question. You want to answer a question about love and investing? Sure. I'll give you a love and investing tip. Find me online at robblackshow.com or newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Little AJR bringing us out of break. One of the surprise winners, winner, winner, chicken dinner, of COVID-19, the pandemic has been, well, I, I, not, I don't even want to say one. There's been so many, haven't there? Um, yesterday, I got all excited about Chewy getting that perfect home run hit out of the park with the crossroads of e-commerce. No one wants to go to stores right now. And pet adoption. Hey, it's Chewy. God, I love that man. One thing, I, I every night before I go to sleep, I get down on my knees and I put my hands together in prayer and I pray to the gods of entertainment. I say, dear gods of entertainment, please make a Chewbacca movie. If you do one thing, make a Chewbacca movie. My boy, who dressed as Chewbacca a couple years ago, and it was the best day of my life. I think I used to interview Chewbacca. Let's see if it still works. Hey, Chewbacca, stock market going higher or lower? And then I had a, such a great producer. I can't do this to Andrew yet because uh, he'll get mad at me. I'd go, Mr. T, you like the price of gold at these levels? Mike was totally on it. Andrew's like panicking because I know there's a Mr. T sounder here somewhere. And there's a Mr. T sounder here somewhere. There you go. And then I, he doesn't know this joke yet, but I think Sarah Jessica Parker sounds like a horse. So I'd say, hey, Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex in the City joining us today. <laughs> I know this is all in my head. Okay, now what sounder would we have for Justin Bieber? Because I, Justin Bieber to me, I know one song by him or one song that he's featured in. I don't know his music. It's just it's missed on me. I think that makes me a genius that I don't know his music, but I do know, and it was funny, um, it's Despacito, right, that he's featured on and with Louis Fonzi. And um, 
that's the only song I could come up with. I, there's probably something like, Hey baby, I love you or something. He's probably got something like that. Right. Um, but you know what? He was on Saturday night live and you know what? He, uh, just signed a big deal with Crocs. And I know you're saying Crocs. What does a, a silly boy singer have to do with, with rubberized shoes? Well, he's got the Instagram followers that when he wants to push something, he can push something. Crocs is publicly traded. C-R-O-X. Crocs makes those crazy, dumb, stupid rubberized shoes that are doing really, really well during COVID. Think penny loafers, no. Think dress shoes, no. Think anything casual. <laughs> I'm not wearing Uggs right now. Don't don't even think that I am. Crocs have, have a number of star partnerships. Um, you know, the special edition glow-in-the-dark clogs. They've got Puerto Rican reggaeton artist Bad Bunny, which is released with the finish line chain of stores. they got Justin Bieber. He's got a fashion label called Drew House, and they're doing collaborations with Crocs. Isn't that funny? I don't know but one Bieber song, and he's got a line of clothes. Uh, he, not my target audience, right? <clears throat> I don't think Crocs are either. Because You heard me say Uggs versus Crocs as far as comfortable shoes, right? The brand is returning to double-digit top-line growth. Crocs had a great, amazing, ridiculous, is this really happening kind of run back in early 2000s? The stock keeps getting pushed higher because we've now been, as they've been gaining momentum, <clears throat> as the stay-at-home phenomenon has really shined on them. They've got highly effective marketing with, like I said, Bad Bunny and Justin Bieber. So Crocs earnings reached record heights in the third quarter. And again, what do they make? They make plastic shoes, essentially. You could probably call them rubberized, galvanized. You could probably come up with different ways of putting it, but they're making shoes that will last forever and don't materially break down in generations and generations and generations lifetime. <clears throat> but not only did they beat earnings recently, but they also raised earning expectations. <clears throat> Forget this. Their next quarter, you see 20 to 30% revenue growth. So apparently, what are we getting for Christmas? We're clearly getting Xboxes and Playstations. <clears throat> and maybe, just maybe, Crocs. If you have a kid right now who's probably 13, 14, 15, they could probably answer the trivia question. Name one song Justin Bieber sings to save your life. But not me. So they are going to be the ones doing the Justin Bieber uh, clothes. And Crocs Special Edition. I bring that up just in large part because I saw a price target day on Crocs go to 72 bucks, And it it didn't, I don't want to say it wowed me because that's the wrong thing to say. But I was like, I, I wasn't really expecting that. That's 40% higher than it is right now. Um, and again, it's just a price target by some analysts who I've never met. So I don't put a lot of merit in it. But you can make good money buying stupid Justin Bieber press releases, is what I'm getting to. And it's not lost on me the weird relationship that companies like Instagram 
are going to have seeing their platform being used by Justin Bieber to get followers and then having basically selling access to that platform to someone like a Nike or a Crocs. Um, and, you know, one thing I've learned this year, and maybe I can get my producer to pull some bad money to give you an idea of what reggaeton is, but uh, the McDonald's collaboration with, uh, was it 50 Cent the first one? <laughs> no, that's not right. He's, uh, oh, why am I dropping it? Oh, come on. I'm dropping his name. I'm, I'm not the hip-hop guy right now. Um, he's being replaced. Travis Scott, thank you. He's being replaced by uh, Jay Blevin of Reggaeton, which I think is someone who does reggae from like Latin America or something like that. I'm not, I'm kind of missing it. I don't quite know the definition showing my lack of hipness right now. Um, but I think I'm closer than not. But anyway, this was a story about, I, I think I started with Justin Bieber. Can't name a song he does. And yet here he is signing a big deal with Crocs. Crocs is sitting at all time high. It's sitting at all time high because we want more comfortable clothing because we're at work, we're at home. It's, it, it's, it's a lot to process right now. It's funny because um, in all my life, some stocks shock me more than others of what you can and can't buy. Um, you should try to get your kids excited to invest. Instead of buying them a pair of Crocs to wear by Justin Bieber, maybe you buy them a pair of Crocs stocks. Huh? 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 Nice. Very nice. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I've got some great Dave Matthews stories for you. The sad, sad, sad part is I can't really say them. I used to see him in Charlottesville, Virginia, at the University of Virginia, when he was essentially playing to college kids as a college-aged kid. But one of the cooler things that he did in his career was he said no. And it taught me a neat business lesson. I'd see him in, a, like I said, a bar called Tracks that had maybe 10, 15 people at times. His whole band, and they're going to town. And I, at that time, I thought it was college music. I think now it's called hippie music or something like that. I'm not quite sure. Um, but he said no. Record company came to him and said, "Let's, we're going to sign you to a big record deal, two record deal." And he was already doing his own pressing of CDs and and making good money at his shows on that. He was making money touring, right? And record company said, "One record deal." I think it's no. And they come back months later, two record deal. No, 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 no. Three record deal. No, 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 no. He eventually holds out for like a seven or nine record deal, and it's one of the great stories about Dave Matthews. I think his first two albums were fantastic. And everything else has just been basically garbage suck since then. But he's had one or two songs that were kind of cute. But his first two albums, I thought, were amazing albums. Under the Table and Dreaming is one of my favorites that I can go to if I need to. But he learned to say no. Um, he waited and he waited. And then as soon as he got the deal, he rushed out just bad live album after bad live album after bad live album to, you know, to fulfill said deal. 
one of the biggest business lessons I could teach you is learn to say no, especially when it comes to investing. The ability to say no is just as powerful as the ability to say yes. One of my most, I'd say, superpowers that I have when it comes to investing is, personally, I think you should wait three days from the, the day you decide to invest. I know you're saying that's crazy. I think you, everything you do in life, you should wait three days. <laughs> is actually the truth. We need to decide to take the relationship to another level. Give it another three days. You'll enjoy it even more if you think about it more and you'll, you process it more and the power of it. When you want to buy shares in Nike, don't do it the day that you have to. Do it the day that you, you have to plus three days of contemplation. The ability to say no. That's why um, when the markets dropped yesterday, 8.9% for the uh, recent highs, to me, it looked like the S&P 500 was within spitting distance of a correction. The Dow was within spitting distance of a correction. The NASDAQ within like within 1% of a correction. All a correction is 10% from its recent highs. I That doesn't make me flinch. It's I, I can say, you know, I'd like to buy stocks today, but I'll, I'll see how things shake out today. After today, we're going to get big tech earnings from Amazon, Apple. Those are going to be two big ones. Facebook. We're going to hear a lot about the biggest heavyweight champions of the of the investment world. And for better or for worse, how they do, so goes the market sometimes. And one thing we've seen is Microsoft came out with great numbers but they didn't get rewarded. So it feels kind of like toppy action to me. Toppy action meaning if you take a look at the S&P 500 chart for the last year, our recent rally up looks like a double top. Now a double top doesn't necessarily, it won't necessarily, it needs good news to break through. It needs stimulus. It needs a COVID vaccine. It needs better job numbers. It needs some sort of good news to get through its top right now. Maybe election results that are final and clear on Tuesday. The market needs good news to move higher. It needs some big kind of breaker. But take a look at a double top. It's gotten there and it won't get there on its own. And to me, watching Microsoft earlier this week, the reaction that their stock had to great numbers. I don't know. We'll see with Amazon, Apple, and Facebook, and Google, the next big four up to bat, so to speak. And I, again, they, they've what carried us essentially added Netflix. That's what's carried us essentially this year on the market. The big boys. So demand for buying a home is really, it's, it's a COVID pandemic story, right? It's made in heaven for real estate agents. Oh, you want to buy a second home? Wait, wait. You, you're going to stay in your first home, but you want to buy a second home. Wait, one customer buys two homes? Real estate agents are drooling. They're like that dog where you're eating a big gold medium rare steak and the dog hasn't eaten all day. And it's just got that drool hanging out of his mouth. That's what realtors are when we come up with scenarios or business conditions where we're buying second homes. 
Contract signings are up 21.9% from a year ago level, but a pending home sales retreat for the first time in five months. What crazy data. Pending home sales unexpectedly declined in September for the first time in five months. A sign elevated asking prices and lean supplies are tempering the boom in housing. Despite the record low interest rates, the NAR. Talk like a pirate date. No, no, it's just every time I see NAR, I think they're pirates. I don't get it. National Association of Realtors, are. I think I like the NAR. That seems like pirates speak to me, right? Um, hey, Mr. Pirate, can I go take your treasure and the women and the, the alcohol too? NAR, you won't do that, my laddie. So NAR, the National Association of Realtors. That's how my brain works. That's how it's 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 stored in the same exact file in my head. Those two concepts. Um, contracts to purchase previously owned homes decreased 2.2% from the prior month. Okay, so it's a month-to-month thing. They repeat for the first time in five months. September gauge is down from a record of 132.9 compared to a median estimate in a survey of economists for a 2.9% gain. Doesn't mean a lot to me. The only thing that means a lot to me so far in the story is Elevated asking prices, lean supply, record low interest rates. Like I'm, I'm scanning for the buzzwords. The demand for home buying remains super strong. I love Lawrence Juan, NARS chief economist. He is such a polyatty. He is such a cheerleader. Rah rah rah. Shish boom I love my job. Realtors pay me. So he is the demand for home buying remains. Listen to this. Super strong. Like. Okay, Mr. Third Grade Grammar Person, coming from me, that's an insult because I'm Mr. Fourth Grade Grammar Person. So demand for home buying remains super strong, even with a slightly modest pullback in September. We're still likely to end the year with more homes sold overall in 2020 than 2019. Isn't that something? We had two months of 2020 where people were just chicken. They are locked up in their homes in little coops. And we were seeing virtual reality tours. Yes, you can take a virtual reality tour of a home that you may want to buy. We were locked up like chickens. And they're going to sell more homes this year than last year? That's amazing. It just shows you that some of these trends that come out of uh, headline news or dramatic news or sensationalized news or whatever you want to call it can really lead trends quickly. Americans have been snapping up larger suburban houses that double as their remote workplaces. The decline in September contract signings is consistent with a retreat in mortgage applications. More home buyers are at risk of being priced out of the market if the volume of available properties remains limited, which they are, because home builders are having a tough time procuring labor at reasonable cost, land at reasonable cost, and then the construction materials at reasonable cost. All of them are inflating big time. So the prices are inflated big time. And the jump from the word price going up and price going inflating, just try to think bidding wars. If you wanted a Sony PlayStation 5 this year for Christmas, and I have one at $250 or $400, I guess it's the right thing to say. I bought one for $400, but there's none on the market. I can sell it for 800 Now, my supply is gone, and suddenly I'm going to have to procure one for under $800 to make good on the idea that Santa's bringing one. Um, but I think you get 
you're picking out what I'm putting down here, I hope. Government's first estimate of third quarter GDP came out today. And part of it was residential investment jumped on an annualized 59.3% clip, the fastest since 1983. Um, one of the things that I see with these numbers on how good they are is that sometimes you're pulling things forward. I'm not taking a knock on real estate. I love real estate. I'm not ever taking a knock on stocks. I love stocks. I would like to see stocks go down a little bit more to take some of the steam out of them. Same thing with housing. I don't like it when it goes up too fast, when it's inflating too much. Inflation, bidding war, bidding war, inflation, inflation. They, like they're, that's bad. Um, and it's too much of an excess. I like a period of cool down and reflection, but sometimes we don't get them. And again, I'm telling you what I want, and sometimes I don't get what I want. You can't always get what you want. Sometimes you ask for, you get what you need, right? Markets are pretty good. Real estate, stocks, bond market, not so much right now. Uh, in a cataclysmic economic event, bonds would be awesome, but we're not in a cataclysmic economic event. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. I'm just sitting here watching the world go round and round. Yesterday was an awful day on Wall Street. It felt like down 900 points. You see headline print like that and you're like, oh. Hopefully my gaggle, and you are my gaggle. <laughs> you're saying you have to come up with a better name for your fans than a gaggle. A gaggle of black support. Last name black. No, 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 no. You know what you are? If you're a member of the 10-hour club, you know this. My fans, my legions, my followers, my disciples, you are lovingly and affectionately referred to as blackheads. <laughs> That's a job. Okay. A little bit of a mixed day. I'm just taking a look at some stocks yesterday that I wanted to buy that I did not. And they've bounced back a little bit today. But I was like, oh, I could have had one more day. Could have used one more day. I'm looking at companies like Carnival Cruise Lines. And I'm not interested in Carnival Cruise Lines. But yesterday, big loser day, big winner. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But the trend has still been punched in the face. The leisure stocks... They may look good on a day-by-day -day basis, but in the last year, they've been punched in the face. And if you've never been punched in the face, I'm not saying you should do it once because <laughs> you shouldn't, but it's more shocking than you would think. Uh, Neo, I boxed. That's how I got punched in the face. I'm not a puncher, fighter. I'm, an, I'm a dancer. When I get into trouble, when I see a criminal approach me with a knife, I don't use my sharp tongue. No, no, no. I don't use my big muscles. No, no, no. I dance because I'm a dancer. Neo hit a big milestone. This is a story that we have to keep telling because in investing, there's going to be three or four stories that, that are going to live up to the reputation as all that in a bucket of chicken. 
electric vehicles and clean energy. It's still early. So Neo announced a key production milestone as Morgan Stanley turned more bullish on the electric car maker. Neo's 5,000th electric vehicle of the month rolled off production line in Hefe. Reports in local Chinese media said that it was the first time the Neo had exceeded 5,000 units per month. I know nothing, nothing about Neo. I could barely tell you what an inside of a Tesla looks like. Although my father told me I was conceived inside a Tesla, and I said, I think you're lying, father. A, because my father's dead long before Tesla was ever created, so I was just trying to make a dramatic moment for television. Sorry. So anyway, um, <clears throat> Neo's considered the so-called Tesla of China. And I wouldn't consider it an investment because I don't trust a lot of what's coming out of China. But if you ever had money that you called speculation and what I would call speculative money, uh, when I was younger and the first time I ever went to Vegas, I was like, whoa, look at the big buildings and look at the beautiful dancers and look at the um, glamorous uh, hotels. When I'm like in that wow state to my life, gambling is totally speculative. Because I'm, I'm getting overwhelmed by my, my, my senses, and uh, I don't know how to gamble. Later in life, you kind of learn, like, okay, don't go all in on 14. <laughs> don't, don't double down. You learn some rules of life, which is good. But one of the rules of life I've learned is that, to me, individual stocks in China are speculative minus ant company. Alibaba, maybe Tencent. But you can really go down this area where, like, wait, wait, I'm buying the travel company. The okay, they do travel like for they're they they're the Expedia of China. Like that's when you're starting to get really like you're stretching. So, but Neo's progress in achieving a strategic initiative, uh, five thousand cars a month. It's a good number. And at this point in time, you can say, here's a chip. I like the company. You still got to come up with revenue. You still got to come up with earnings. You still got to come up with the distribution plan. You still got to come up with other things that you like. But you, I think you should build a case. Oftentimes, I'll say, before we buy any stock, wait three days. We've learned that about me today. I like to wait. And if you still like it in three days, any major decision, if you decide you're going to get married, give yourself three days to think about it. Don't blurt it out at dinner. Don't, don't, don't drop one on your sugar burger. I want to get married. Think about it for three days. Same thing with investing. Same thing with, um, I think, it, most major decisions. If you can wait three days, you'll do better in life. Neo Electric Vehicle Sales, Neo, NIO. They should see stronger volumes for the rest of 2020 into 2021. They got a Neo EC6 Electric Coupe SUV. That's a potential rival to Tesla's Model Y. If you wanted to speculate on this one, you can. And I would say 1%. I'm totally fine if you have up to 5 to 10% of your portfolio in pure speculation, stuff that is bat, bat doo-doo crazy. I'm not encouraging most people to do it because, A, you can't really limit yourself to 1% speculation to 10% speculation. You tend to kind of go all in. Like at the Kentucky Derby, you got, oh, man, you see that horse, that horse number five, he's black, he's, he's beautiful. It's the most beautiful horse I've ever seen. Or maybe see like the gray horses or the Palomino horses or what have you. And you go all in because of a look. And then you remember, oh, it's a horse. They could have a bad day. So here are some 
electric vehicle speculative stocks, in my opinion. If you want to go with the champion, I'm fine with you owning Tesla. It's on the more speculative side of investments out there, but it's 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 hit their milestones. They've collected their chips already. They've done what they've needed to to get confidence in the overall market. They've had earnings. Here's companies that have no earnings. Nikola, NKLA, Li Auto, LI, Xping Motors, XPEV. Consult a broker advisor before take any action on anything like this. But it comes that I don't throw this down lightly, that the EC6 backlog and debut of their fourth model, they're advancing quickly. They're not going to catch Tesla. They'll reverse engineer Tesla for sure. But Tesla's already engineering 10 years ahead of them. I don't know what I'm telling you about this story, but EVs are sexy and strong, and that's a trend that's not going away. And if you attach yourself to a story that's, that's right, you outperform the market. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.